Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Warning, the Not Real Art Podcast is intended for creative audiences only. The Not Real Art Podcast celebrates creativity and creative culture worldwide. It contains material that is fresh, fun and inspiring and is not suitable for boring old art snobs. Now, let's get started and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, my creative brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast, where we celebrate creators and creative culture. I'm your host, Sourdough, coming to you from Crew West Studio in Los Angeles. Man, do we have a cool show today. I have no doubt you will like today's episode. But before we get into the main event, I want to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to like this episode and subscribe. Your likes and follows help ensure you won't miss any of our new shows, and it makes the algorithm God's happy, which helps us. So thanks for that. Also, please be sure to visit our website, notrealart.com. Sign up for our newsletter so you can keep your finger on the pulse of everything we're doing here at Not Real Art for artists and our lovers. we got a lot of great stuff on the website. We've got free educational videos. You can sign up for our artist grant for the chance to win $2,000. You can even buy affordable, original, contemporary art through our partnership with Sugar Press. And you can become a supporter of ours through Patreon if you want. So please be sure to check out our website today for all the good, healthy stuff we got for you. Last but not least, be sure to use our toll-free hotline to share your comments and questions with us. We want to hear from you. Just call 833-668-7325. Again, 833-668-7325. That's our hotline. We want to hear from you. So please give us a call and tell us what's on your mind. Okay, people, we've got Art World Horror Stories for you today, Volume 2. If you heard the last episode, you know it's October. If you've looked at your calendar today, you know it's October. And it is the season for ghosts and ghouls and scary stories. And so we started Art World Horror Stories as a way of honoring this special time, this special season, one of my favorite times of the year. For those of us who've worked in the arts, we all have horror stories. We all have a real life, true story tale of something horrific that has happened either to us or by us or just life shit happens, right? And so we started Art World Horror Stories as a way of collecting some of these stories and sharing some of these stories. And we want to bring them to you because hopefully... There are lessons to learn. Hopefully there are morals to the story. Hopefully if we share these stories, other people can protect themselves from the demons and the monsters that inhabit our world. 
And if we hear these stories, maybe we can prevent ourselves from making the same mistakes that other people have made. In last week's episode, I shared with you a personal story, something that happened to me and to us at our company here at Crew West Studio. And in fact, it was a real live horror story. There was real tragedy. Lives were lost. And I thought it was appropriate to start this new segment, this new program, Our World Horror Stories, with a personal story. But over the last few weeks, I've been collecting stories from others. Perhaps you, perhaps you there listening right now, you sent in a story. If you did, thank you, because we're going to share it. And if you do have a story, if you're hearing this, please call our hotline and tell us, 833-668-7325. Tell us your horror story or email us at info at notrealart.com. Demons and monsters exist. They do. I've met them. Some of them are in our world, but we love the art world. We love to hate the art world. We hate to love the art world. But for those of us who have worked in the arts, we have tales to tell. And some of these tales are scary. They are just sort of a cautionary tale of the things that can happen if we're not careful. Maybe they're tales of disrespect, which is a common theme of many of these stories. And in fact, today's episode is all about that kind of disrespect that artists get too often in the art world. You know, the essence of horror is that element of disrespect that's being brought upon you, that person that wants to disrespect you by killing you, perhaps, or kidnapping you or torturing you. Well, if somebody damages our art or insults our artistic uh, integrity or artistry, that's that's horrific. You know, that, that that's abuse. That might as well, that's like an emotional, spiritual, metaphysical kidnapping or murder when people insult our art. We're so, as artists, we're so sensitive. Doesn't take much sometimes. But even still, there are assholes in the world who will disrespect us and disrespect our work. And today's stories reflect that. We have two amazing artists that called in and left us messages. You know, I'm surprised sometimes who is actually listening out there and where they live. Today's artists, one of whom is based in Paris. Yes, we have fans in Paris. We have listeners in Paris. We're global people. We're international. And our world horror stories are global international stories. Monsters among us around the world. So I'm really, really grateful for Tara Tess Bonapore, who emailed us and then sent us a recorded message that you're going to hear in a moment about the abuse she has endured and the disrespect that she has endured as an artist by the art world. And Tara Tess is a beautiful soul. I mean, you got to check out her work. Got to check out her website. I'm going to spell this here. T-A-R-A-V-A-T-A-N-P-O-U-R.com. Again, T-A-R-A-V-A-T-A-N-P-O-U-R.com. Tara is one of these multidimensional, multifaceted artists. She's Persian, Azari, American, Brazilian, and French. She's an artist, she's a writer, fashion designer. She's an incredible, incredible artist. Check her out. Next up, we have lowbrow OG Anthony Ausgang. Anthony is such a cool person. I mean, you can't get more... More OG than Anthony when it comes to lowbrow. This guy was a regular at Zero One. He was collaborators with OG artists like Robert Williams. He's done album covers for, oh my God, he's done album covers for MGMT, album cover for Green Day. Anthony is the real deal. Anthony's story is great. He immigrated, grew up in Trinidad and Tobago, but then immigrated to Texas. His mother's Dutch and his father was Welsh, and he ends up in Texas of all places. Anthony's got some stories. And he shares one with us today. 
He emailed us and recorded message of one of his horror stories, a story of disrespect from somebody who should know better, actually. He doesn't really reveal who this person is, but you can read between the lines and figure it out if you really listen. This this abuser, this monster that Anthony talks about should know better, you would think. But I guess monsters are psychopaths, aren't they? They have no ability to empathize. That's why they can do what they do as monsters, right? So these two stories, Tara's story from Paris and Anthony's story from here in Los Angeles, these are cautionary tales. These are tales meant to ultimately protect you from the same kind of behavior. Hopefully by hearing these stories, you can guard against these kinds of horrible people. So without further ado, let's get into this. Let's hear from Tara Tess Vantapur and Anthony Ausgang. Our darkness falls as chills abound. Just when you felt all safe and sound. This art is losing their bloody minds as their hard work turns on evil eyes. This worse than nightmares, this worse than fears. As artists cry horrific tears. Welcome to Art World Horror Stories. <laughs> Hi, my name is Tara Vattenpour. I'm a performance art, installation art artist and fashion designer. And this is my art world horror story. So when I was bit younger, I exhibited in Paris at the famous gallery 59 Rivoli Gallery. And I performed there and I created artwork that was then exhibited. At the end of the exhibition is when the pandemic started and I could not get my artwork back. Finally, after a lot of correspondences with the professionals that hosted the show, we tried to arrange several appointments and none of us could make it. Instead of offering me to mail the art and taking full legal responsibility for being a professional in the arts, these creators decided to ignore me and They used to send me art calls really regularly and they completely stopped doing that. After sending another email asking for my artwork, at the time I didn't understand that I had rights and I simply let it go. Today I know that I can speak up for my needs and that the not responding responds more to their shame and their problems with the professional aspect of working in the arts rather than anything to do with me. But on a tangent, I also think my art has been really damaged emotionally by the art and fashion world. A lot of people seem to think that you can just say that art is an art piece is really bad. But I do actually think that there is a wisdom in knowing that your opinion does not necessarily need to be spoken or your opinion stays your opinion. And there are really gentle ways to say to a person that I don't resonate with their art. And I was presenting all my clothing to this restaurant that was a new restaurant that didn't have much clients yet. Uh, it was pretty nice and it was good. Not that well situated in Paris, but in a booming new neighborhood and a very average, but pretty trendy, pretty good restaurant. And they wanted to see my fashion to see if we could do a fashion show. And so 
as a good American, I presented the idea in a very business way, saying how much this fashion show could bring marketing to a restaurant and attention and could be a series of different events and we could share the percentage or it could be a fixed salary for like that one night. He proceeded at looking at the clothing that I had spent over 100 hours sewing by hand, all original designs, unique pieces, very fragile, and then proceeded saying he disliked it. This is the way it went. What can I say? I don't like it at all. It looks like somebody in their first year of fashion school. And I don't even know what you're going to do with this. It's really horrible. He then proceeded to shout even more. I honestly don't remember what he said. I just remember feeling extremely small, fighting not to cry in front of my intern and feeling like I should be such a better artist, such a better boss. I left there and I cried walking back home for about an hour and had coffee with a friend that I called and cried some more over there. I understand today that this whole story is just about fighting for having some rights in the art world. In a very weird way, being an artist can be an excuse for just being weird sometimes and improper and impolite. And these stories inspire me to create ground rules and maybe a new kind of art law so that artists are protected and the other side, the creators, etc. are also protected. And so that this kind of friction doesn't happen, which, you know, this friction is based on someone's ego. It's never based on the truth. And isn't that what we fight for in the arts, to bring the truth alive, to pass on the message, to change the world in many ways? I hope you enjoyed that. This is what happened and I definitely have a lot more examples of horror stories in the art world because it does happen quite often. It was a pleasure to share this with you. Many years ago, I was an art mover and my job consisted of bringing very expensive paintings to very expensive houses where I would hang the artwork up on collector's wall. Now, being young and dumb and full of calm, I figured, hey, if I went to an art collector's house and they had a collection and it looked like my work would fit in it, I would leave in my card or I would talk to the collectors and say, hey, you know, maybe you should see my work. Well, one day we went to this guy's house in Beverly Hills. I won't tell you his real name. His first name was Sidney and he worked in the film business and he had a nice art collection. So I said, hey, you know something? I do like cartoon based weird paintings, maybe you'd like my work. Can I show them to you? So he said, sure, why don't you come over to my office at uh, Warner Brothers on Wednesday around two o'clock and I'll take a look at what you got. So sure enough, Wednesday around two o'clock, I go to this guy's private bungalow at uh, Warner Brothers Studios and I walk in and the secretary looks at me and she has this kind of weird, sad expression on her face. And she said, yeah, are you here to show Sydney your artwork? And I said, yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm here to show my paintings. She said, well, he's expecting you. So just go ahead, go right in. So I walk into this guy's office with my sheet of slides, you know, which is how we did it back then before computers and everything. We carried around sheets of slides, 35 millimeter slides of artwork. So he was sitting at his desk and said hello. And I handed him my sheet of slides and picked him up off the table. And he looked at him and he didn't say anything and looked at him for quite a while. And then he just threw them down on the table, just threw the sheet right down on the table. And he goes, this isn't art. You know, as a matter of fact, Anthony, I'm going to show you really what art is. So he gets up and he walks over this cabinet and he opens up the cabinet and he takes out this bag. And it's a fucking shopping bag from Bloomingdale's and it has a Mark Kostabi figure on it, you know, and he puts it on the table and he goes, this is art. 
I was like outraged. Like, I know this is not art. This is just a shopping bag. This isn't art. And he said, it is art. And he got up and he picked up this golf club that he had. There was a putter and he started putting on the carpet right in front of my feet, getting closer and closer with this putter. And then sort of began smacking it against the couch that I was in. And he goes, is it art? Tell me, is it art? I go, no, it's not art. This isn't art. It's a shopping bag. And I said, look, man, I don't think that you'd like my work or you'd like my work or I'm just going to leave. So I split. A couple of days later, I go to work and my boss hands me the, the work order for the day. And he says, hey, you know, that guy, Sydney, he requested that you come to his house and install some artwork. And I go, well, fuck, all right, I'll go. So I get in the van and the vans are usually loaded up by other people before I get to work to sign the guy hanging the artwork. Somebody else would load the artwork in the truck. So I looked in the truck and there's a pedestal and a vitrine cover for the pedestal and then a piece of art that's in a box. So sure enough, I drive up to this guy's house in, in Bel Air, up and around and around. And I finally get to Sydney's house up there in Bel Air. Uh, knock on the door and Sydney opens it up and he goes, hey, all right, Anthony, good to see you. He's acting really, really weirdly friendly. So I walk in to take a look at what's going on. And there's a super hot chick sitting on a couch in his living room. And, you know, there's this kind of living room where the whole fucking wall opens up and you get a view of the LA basin or the valley or whatever happened, which way you're looking. So it's a very expensive out. It's a very hot chick. And so I go back to the truck to get this art. So I unwrap I bring in the pedestal and the vitrine and I take the piece of art out of the box and it's that fucking Bloomingdale's shopping bag with the Mark Castabi on it. So I set up, he sits down on his couch with the chick and he's like, oh, put it over there. Let's try it over there. So I, I set up the vitrine and the pedestal and put it on the bag and then, and he goes, no, 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 move it over to the left, move it over to the left. So I move it around the room a couple of times and finally I put it in a spot and he goes, yeah, that's perfect. That's great. That's where I want it. So I put the bag on on the pedestal, I put the vitrine cover on it and I go, here, sign the paperwork. And I turn around and he's holding out a hundred dollar bill to me. And he says, is it art? And I just looked at him and I said, it's art. And I took that hundred dollar bill and I fucking left. Our darkness falls as chills abound. Just when you felt all safe and sound. This art is losing their bloody minds as their hard work turns on evil eyes. This worse than nightmares, this worse than fears. As artists cry horrific tears. Welcome to Art World Horror Stories. <laughs> Hey there, thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to like this episode, write a review, and share with your friends on social. And if you haven't already done so, please press the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at NotRealArtWorld.